Hey folks, this podcast goes beyond the saddle as we explore professional careers across the equine industry. I'm your host, Katie Kleinbell. Let's tack up and head out. Sandy Cochran has been a professional graphic designer since the early 90s, working freelance and in-house as needs demanded. She earned a BFA in graphic design and also painting from Colorado State University with a minor in art history. Through the years, Sandy has had the privilege of working freelance with Western Horsemen, Big O Tires, Pepsi, Colorado Division of Wildlife, Meredith Hodges, the Rocky Mountain Quarter Horse Association, Colorado State University Equine Sciences, and the National Reining Horse Association, just to name a few. So she has so much experience, and we're so glad to have you today. Thank you for joining us, Sandy. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be part of your journey. Can you give us a synopsis of what your job is? What do you do, Sandy? I am a graphic designer. I take words, photos, ideas, bring them together visually to create communication arts. Beautiful, wonderful things. Yes, beautiful, wonderful things when you're lucky. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who are some of your clients? I know we listed them in your intro, but... I did. Um, it's been fun. I have gotten to work for big companies, little companies. I just started out, uh, Big O Tires was a friend of mine. He did cutaways and tire art in Photoshop. I got him to Big O Tires through an advertising agency as well. So kind of both ways. Sure. Got to do point of purchase pieces for them. Pepsi was kind of the same thing. Somebody I'd worked with got a job in at Pepsi, brought me in. I started doing a lot of the distributor coupons and promotion pieces. Lucky Three Productions is actually Meredith Hodges. She uh, trains mules. She's over here in Loveland. And that was an adventure. She writes, obviously, books and was converting them over from her Word files into books and needed help making them happen. Cool. So I was brought in to... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we worked with her photos and her ideologies and trying to put it onto a page. You know how... Mm-hmm. And that really got me started in understanding training and talking about how to train on paper. Sure. Um, Which is tricky. Very tricky. Yeah. Uh, you have to know how horses move and what they look like. And that's been one of my strengths. That's where Western mm-hmm. Horsemen came in. I could um, take a photo that they had, a series of photos, and know what lead the horse was in. Right. It's pretty exciting. That, you know, <laughs> Fran Smith was, is, was my editor at the time, and she'd hand me all these photos and say, well, we need to make this series of photos fit on the spread and make it work. And so she could, I could look at the photos and get them in order and, and, and also make it visually pleasing, tell the story. Not just anyone. I mean, there's very many talented graphic designers in the world, but you really have to be a horse person. It helps you a a lot. It's a great benefit (laughs) to have. Yes. Yes. To be able to design horse things. Yes. For sure. For sure. We, I grew up, having Thanksgiving dinners with Pat Close, who was one of the big editors for Western Horseman magazine. Sure. Um, so, and she has put together, well, she was part of the Rocky Mountain Quarter Horse Association mm-hmm. and she needed, they needed a production designer. Didn't even know that's what I did for a living. So that was a job. That, Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, Marion uh, Carpenter was the editor, and she interviewed me. We 
uh, hit it off right away. The people that you meet and network along the way through your career, you never know where they can come in and bring you forward or, mm -hmm. or introduce you to more people. Uh, Frank Holmes, the author, he's passed, but I met him personally through my grandmother. He was staying wow. at her ranch. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time he, well, he's written lots of the legends, horse books, yeah. and a lot of the chapters, and he was trying to break out on his own and do some writing. Mm. So we put together Wire to Wire, the Walter Merrick story together. Very cool. That was a great bust into more books yeah. and horse things. Cool. And, and so he was very instrumental in getting me into the next level with Western Horsemen. And then they hired me directly. Awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Well, what's a typical day in your life now? Um, my, never the same day twice. <laughs> just, just so you know. That's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll get up, um, get my horse chores done, and then I will have my cup of coffee, <laughs> go through emails. Um, NRHA uses Slack, so we get on Slack and catch up with everybody, see where we're headed for the day, what's hot, what's not, what we're chasing around project-wise. Mm -hmm. um, with a magazine like Rainer, we have this huge group of people. I feel like it's huge. <laughs> but we've we've got uh, editors, we've got copy editors, we've got writers, we've got photographers. We bring all of these pieces together on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And so we have to plan how much content we have, how many photos. Yeah. Uh, so every day we're working on that magazine as well. It's, it gets There's crush time about 10 days before sure. we go to press. Sure. So okay. So there's that synopsis <laughs> of that more the, part of that. Mm -hmm. um, then I've got like today I have the Rainer magazine. I've got a Wildland Firefighter catalog. Oh. I'm working on run our second proof. It's about 120 pages. Wow. I've got a um, local store perennial gardener. She's putting together her spring uh, marketing. Wonderful. pieces so we're working through those and also legends of ranching with csu that's been a project close to my heart that's part of today meeting with you <laughs> yeah. then eat lunch go ride my horse nice just kind of shut the office down for about two hours at a girl. I love it. And my mom comes and rides with me as Aww. much as she can. So <laughs> that's fun. She comes and rides my old paint. Pack up the pony, put her back outside, come back in the office, and crank out whatever's on fire before dinner. Nice. That's a that's a nice spread. That could be it a is. dream job right there. Where it you could be. Do all the things. Work with horses. Talk about horses. A little Talk dabble. Horses, not horses. Not and horses. Ride and then come back and do more. <laughs> what yeah. percentage of your workload or your clients now would you say are equine based? It's tipped, um, definitely. Yeah. Since the magazines and things, but I would say I have about seventy percent equine. Wow. Very cool. When I look at my numbers, yes. That's awesome. It's very awesome. It's also kind of nice, too, that you get a little bit of a break, too. You know, you just do. keep things interesting, and, you know, now you got to go look at burning a corner step and do flowers and beautiful things like that. So that's kind of great. What's funny is I found when you are passionate about what you're doing and you share it with others, 
like I'm at the horse show, my trainer's husband is a firefighter, mm. um, a structural, and he, we're talking, and, and we're all in the truck driving, and I'm pointing out a logo, because I'm working in the truck, of course, while we're driving to Oklahoma. <laughs> of course. And they're like, what are you doing? You know, so I show them the logo, and, I, and they're like, well, how does that, you know, how does that make a logo cool? So I just start talking at them and pointing out cool things, and pretty soon he calls me when we get back, and he says, our firehouse wants to redo our Maltese. That's awesome. Right? That's so cool. That's that's <laughs> how my business is. Yeah. It's the, the people that I'm surrounded with mm-hmm. find a spot for me. Right. And well, and when you have the skill set that they didn't even know they were missing until they realized they were missing it, they're like, oh, you can help us You with can that. help us. And I say, sure. <laughs> I've always said yes. Even when I'm scared to death, you say yes, because you always meet new people and you learn new things. I love that. Well, kind of in that same vein, what's maybe a common myth about being a graphic designer and can we bust it? The myth of being a graphic designer is that anyone can do it. Mm. They get their <laughs> word processing program or they get their photo editing program and, and they can do it. It's not going to work as strongly as you'd like it to. Sure. There's the myth that, you know, we just sit and dabble. We have years of experience. Mm-hmm. I have university experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it is It is not. It's your... a very specific skill set, and you have trained yourself and perfected <laughs> those skills. I have, and I went to school, and I went, I went to CSU and studied uh, graphic design, but when I started, graphic design wasn't what I thought I wanted to do. Sure. You know, I wanted to be an artist from when I was five. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be an artist, and I always wanted to be a horse trainer. As I um, went along my path in high school, I interviewed a lady that was a commercial artist, mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted to do. So one of our business courses, we had to go interview somebody, and she was so burnt out, mm-hmm. and she was empty. Mm-hmm. She had done the same job over and over again and didn't feel fulfilled as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I came away a little sad, sad that I thought that's what I wanted to do and sad that she felt that way. Right, sure. Uh, so it, it took about a year. It was my senior year. I'm looking around and I was like, well, equine sciences is opening up at CSU, but... I watched my uncle, he was a trainer, mm-hmm. and I thought that's what equine sciences was. Right. Training what people do. Right? Absolutely. So I went on to college and took some beginning art classes, but I was like, how am I going to make money doing this? Sure. And my mom sat me down and she said, look around you. Everything around you has to be designed, even to, down to your basic things you know, silverware. Totally. Yeah, cabinets, lights, everything. Right. Somebody, they they have to eat, make it work, and then they also choose to make it beautiful mm-hmm. or aesthetically pleasing. Right. So when she pointed that out to me, I realized, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep doing what you love. Like keep oh. taking these classes. <laughs> and... Uh, so I took the basic drawing classes, and we had to take figure drawing, and we had to take just still life and things like that. And then I discovered a 101 course called 
typography. Aha! Wow! That was mind-blowing. We took letter forms and studied letter forms and how they interact and how they speak to you mm -hmm. visually. Mm -hmm. I was hooked. That was it. She sold. So sold. <laughs> and I found my path. Uh, then we, I realized you can be an illustrator. Mm -hmm. You can. There's just so many things. And I'm super spastic creative. <laughs> I have to be doing something with my hands at all times. So even when I was young, mom was like, okay, here you go. Here's some glue, glitter, scissors, tape. Occupy yourself. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> so I did pottery. I did cross stitching. I'm so anything. All that stuff on mm -hmm. Etsy. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I, I want to do that. So I've been very blessed to be able to keep the creativity and do what I love. Mm -hmm and make it a career yeah absolutely. I, I'm super blessed and yes there's times when you have to do what you don't want to do and I remind myself and my clients because some of them are like well you do it and I'm like I am the gloves you put on mm. so that you can be creative I love that and once I gave myself that permission I took my ego out of that process yeah but that's why I double majored in graphic design and painting. Aha. Painting is mine. For you. Just for me. <laughs> Take it or leave it. If you like it or don't, that's mm -hmm. mine. Mm -hmm. Is that still your favorite medium to work in as far as just being creative? I have not gotten to paint in a while. But oh. yes, and oil paints are my very favorite because oh. they really stink. <laughs> <laughs> is that the reason you love them? No, I love them because it's a thick medium and I sure. can really with it and the colors don't change sure and I love that you can look at it that way right and say take take yourself out of it because then it makes it I don't want to say less personal but less personal really right where yeah. you can just help their vision come to life and say I will help you but you have to be the driving force you have to help is. me yeah I, I'm mm -hmm. not going to tell you this is the best design I'll give you choices and I'll direct you what seems more aesthetic what fits what you want mm -hmm. for your direction mm -hmm. But that's been a very big step. And now a brief word from our episode sponsor. For over 30 years, Adequan IM polysulfated glucosaminoglycan has been used by veterinarians, trainers, and horse owners. Ask your veterinarian if Adequan IM is the right choice for your horse. Visit www.adequan.com to learn more. Adequan, start with it. Stay with it. I was going to ask you more about your journey. My journey is crazy, convoluted. It bumps back and forth, but I did work for the man for a while. I started out in college. I started working for print shops. First, I was doing collating manual stuff and then uh, got in at, and the design end of things, layout. This was before computers. That's how long I've been around. Just dating yourself. I know, I know. <laughs> we used big, huge cameras that took up this whole room oh my gosh. that lay horizontally and on tracks. So you could take that photo mm -hmm. and size it from an 8x10 down to a 2x3. Wow. You had to do it physically with the camera yeah. and get it to fit in the box. And then, and then you'd half-tone it. 
And then I worked in the dark room using all the chemicals and developing the photos. And then I would take that and we'd burn it to a plate and give it to the pressman. By the time I graduated from college, I was managing a small print shop. Cool. And handling that, ordering paper and the whole process. Sure. The clients and the pressmen. So I was doing that, and then I had an opportunity to go to Denver with my future husband. <laughs> so I went there. Then I got hired on at a pre-press house, which was fully digital. We That's when the Adobe products started coming out. Sure. And Photoshop. Gotcha. Entered my world. So I started doing that. Um, that's when 200 megs was huge. You, <laughs> you couldn't find enough disk. Sure. To store it. To store it or transport it. Right. So we were always looking for the latest um, external disks so that we could take our files and get them output other places and share them. And at that output house, I worked in the design and typesetting department. Eventually, they eliminated the typesetting department. When they did that, I asked if I could solicit the clients we were leaving and go on my own. Scary. Very scary. Yeah. But I had a handful of clients that believed in me. I found a rate that they were comfortable with, and I just started working. Very stressful learning how to manage yeah. yourself and a business. Those business <laughs> skills, right? I mean, yeah. No matter what you're doing, you're you forced learn. on you. You yeah. have to learn accounting. You have to learn, Definitely. you know, and be smart. Hire an accountant, always. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us more about the differences of working for yourself, so freelance versus working in-house? Talk about that a little. Freelance is crazy. You have to be a crazy person. <laughs> you have to be willing to not sleep. You have to be willing to say yes, always. Dive in. Say yes, then figure out how to do it. Sure. And yes, I can make that happen. Absolutely. I, I can sure do that for you. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we figured that out. Freelance is, there's so many parts to it. Making yourself stay on schedule, mm -hmm. keeping focused, hitting deadlines, being responsible. Mm -hmm. In-house design is stable. Mm -hmm. You have continuity. You work with a great team. Right. So those are very good things mm -hmm. to have, and it gives you a lot of structure. Take a project, work with a team, take it to the end. A lot of the responsibility is not yours. Sure. Depending on your level as right. you move up. Right. And you have that consistent team. Yeah, there's something to be said for that versus on freelance, right? You are the whole I'm team. the thing. <laughs> yes, I'm the team. I'm the creative. I'm the directive. I'm the accounting. You're the manager. I'm you keep yourself manager. on task. <laughs> right. Oh the, my goodness. Keep the calendar going. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's really hard. And I have had several friends wanted to go out. They went out and they were like, wow, this is a lot. This stuff. Getting up every day. And, mm -hmm. But I always get up and get dressed. I might have my pajama top hiding under my shirt. You you might not know whether or not I still have my pajamas on. <laughs> <laughs> but it counts. It counts. You're dressed and you went to work. I'm here, I'm at work, I'm ready to go. Well, what projects have you been working on currently that we should maybe look out for? I would love for you to watch out for Legends of Ranching coming up. The sale is the 18th of April. And so we have to get that catalog, that sale catalog out a month ahead. Mm -hmm. So we've already worked with all the students, getting the photos of the horses. Mm -hmm. 
we've gotten all of their write-ups, their pedigrees, and so that will that should be out in the mail, you know, mid-March. Very soon. Very soon. Well, for listeners who don't know, um, can you maybe summarize the Legends of Ranching program? I sure can. I'm passionate about it because I get to work with CSU students in the equine sciences department. These students have taken a horse, some of them, and I know there's two lab classes that are given a young colt and are uh, learn all the beginnings of training and teaching the horse and themselves mm-hmm. how to become a trainer. And also there's a sales class where they learn putting together a, a sale, mm-hmm. what that entails. So I was hired on in the beginning to put together the sale catalog the students really weren't part of it at that time. Mm-hmm. And it basically was just handed to an outside source or creative services at CSU. And we wanted to integrate that more into the sales students' process. So at first I was brought in to make the catalog, and slowly we've been integrating the students and the classroom activities to be part of building that. Very cool. It's a great class. It really is. So I, I went through the sales class the portion. Sales yeah. So we got to work a little bit with you and yes. really watch that kind of come to life. And from, you know, you're looking at the pen full of colts, you know, these two-year-olds, and then you get the stack of pedigrees, right? Right. And then transforming that into, you know, the images of the horses and the pedigrees and the student write-ups that go with it to make a functional sale catalog. I mean, that's quintessential to putting on a successful horse sale. It so. very much is. Yeah. And it's fun to have you on the other side of it because I'm kind of over here and I come in and I tell you guys what to do and then I step out and Sandy makes it look beautiful, brings it all together. (laughs) I really try. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm super passionate about where I am with NRHA. It's been a dream job. When I graduated from college, the words art director. You're presenting your portfolio to art directors. Sure. And these are people that kind of handpick people to be part of their team. And these were in-house type jobs. Mm-hmm. And NRHA hired me to be their art director for the Rainer magazine. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so we're, this magazine I'm working on right now in this April issue is my first time being part of their team. Wow. So exciting. So much energy, so many people like you that just are so passionate about their job, so much Mm -hmm. good energy, amazing talent. People that love horses. Oh, yes. We all (laughs) have that horrible disease. (laughs) We love so much. I know. We can't stop looking at all the horse pictures. It's funny. (laughs) So the April issue. The April issue of NRHA. Watch for that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also kicked out a podcast as well. Yeah. So, so fun. That's going to be fun to watch. I, I love seeing to. like how the digital space, right, and media is changing globally, right, in every market. But how the horse industry is really like embracing it. It's it, sort of like leaning into are. it. I'm loving it. these trainers. They're you know mm-hmm. they're willing to share so much. They want to share yes. their passion. And they're finding venues to do that. And we've got so many people that are willing to go there. I have this picture of Pat Close following Hank Wieskamp around. And she had a tape recorder that was as big as a suitcase and a microphone in the photo. (laughs) And she's on his ranch following him around, talking to him about his broodmares. So cool. 
That's what you guys get to do, only you don't have to carry the big box. It's come a long way. It's amazing. <laughs> you can interview trainers while they're riding around. Yeah, it's amazing. And trainers can sit on their horse with a microphone and show you what they're doing. That key piece, right, to be able to share that information. Oh my gosh, it's limitless. It's limitless. So fun. Very exciting. And you're going to be part of it. So I'm glad to be part of it. I know I'm stuck kind of in the print media part of it, but I'm finding there's still visual impact. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm still valid. Absolutely. Well, and it seems to me, and tell me if you agree or not, but it seems like print media now is changing from, like, this is your maybe source of news or that kind of thing, but now it's become, I identify with this, right? So it sits on my coffee table, and I love it, and it's beautiful, and I'm proud that I subscribe to this magazine or that this book is what I've chosen to read, right? That's like, the exact direction we're heading. NRHA wants our magazine, The Rainer, to be sexy. Mm. We want you to pick that up. You feel the paper. You turn the pages. It's it is. It's an experience again. Yeah. And that's what people want with print. Absolutely. And we're excited to be part of that. Also, we're excited to be a part of the whole web experience. I mean, I get to help with making Rainer sweet. We go in and make that a beautiful experience. Right. Yes, it's functional. Sure. But again, we go back to where I started. It's functional, but I, I get to design it and I get to make it beautiful and functional. I love that. Well, let's circle back to you a little bit. Um, was it obvious to you that this is where you'd end up? Did you think in a million years that you'd be working so much in the digital space, right, rather than with a paintbrush in your hand? I had no clue. If you sat me down, even college, and told me that I could fix somebody's hair in a photo <laughs> or I could edit a horse out of a background mm -hmm. and throw dirt behind it. I would have laughed. No way. This That's crazy talk. And then Blade Runner came out. And you saw the movie Blade Runner. Yeah. There's this part where they click, 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 click in the photo. Click, 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 yeah. click in the photo. Click, click, click. And you, and you see the snake scale. We do that now. That's so cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. When was Blade Runner put out? Oh, my gosh. 80s? Yeah. That's, we do that now. We take it down to the tiniest pixel. Yeah, I could I, I could tell my 18 years old self that repeatedly. And here we are. I can't wait to see the, like the next wave of, of technology, right? The next wave of Adobe or whatever the next predecessor to Adobe is going to be. Like, what are we going to be able to do Where after are we this? Going? Yeah. yeah, it's grown leaps and bounds, and I just I run in place trying to keep up yeah. with the technology and all of you smart, amazing young people. <laughs> I've found my new direction, though, seems to be because I've been around so long and I've watched it grow and I have a history, mm -hmm. is to allow you guys to do this stuff. Sure. And I can facilitate mm -hmm. and, and give you that piece that you jump in on a computer and you're a little bit separated from it. So I can allow you guys to understand, to reconnect with sure. what you're working on guide that experience yeah mm -hmm. I, I hope that's my next step in the world is I love that. there well that's what I was gonna ask you next what's next for you I mean what's what are you next? hoping to learn or do you know oh, yeah the software is amazing I love it I don't see me retiring I if I do it'll be with you know going back to archaic media such as paintbrushes and pencils <laughs> but 
I enjoy the new technology. I really like watching what they come up with and how they make our, our lives that much easier and mm-hmm. how we can take our ideas and push them that much harder. Ooh, so fun. It's good stuff. Well, you've already given us some great nuggets of wisdom and advice, but if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what's the advice that you would give? Believe in what you're doing. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I think when you're young, you think you want you need to be a superstar at all times. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to do that, but it's also okay to trudge along a little bit, get things going. Mm-hmm. You'll grow. It happens. It's exhausting to be the other way all the time. Yes. <laughs> you, well, you, you come out and they all, everyone says, you're special, you're amazing, you're this, you're that. And you're like, oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're like, wow, I don't know. I have to be super tuper all the time. <laughs> and I've got to be perfect. And that's, I don't know if that's my personality, but I always want yeah. to be perfect. And it's okay. Sometimes not perfect is even better. You're speaking right to me. <laughs> I needed to hear that. Did you? Good. Yes. Good. Because it is, you know, you're just, I look around and sometimes those little tiny mistakes, they make the shiny things that much shinier. Well, let's talk more about horses. That's okay, what we good. want to talk about. I today. can't wait. <laughs> do you have a most memorable moment with horses that you can I share? I do. There's a mare. She passed. Her name is Spinderella Story. Cute. She's my mom's mare. She was a custom chrome by Gallo de Cielo Rooster. Nice. A big mare. Yeah. She took me to North American Affiliate Championships in 2014. We ran for Rookie of the Year. We made it to Reserve Champion. The gal that won was amazing. We were a point and a half behind her. She was good. But Belle and I put down some numbers. Yeah. And had a great time. Fun. Do you have a trophy or a ribbon? Oh or gosh, a... we've got so many things. I got this huge belt buckle you could use as a platter. Love it. A, a ribbon with a medal on it. We we got um, Adequin was our sponsor at the time, so we got a series of Adequin um, shots. We got blankets and show blankets oh and gosh. boots. I got a <laughs> pair of boots and. Everything. It was great. Plus cash. Oh, yay. We always love that. Yeah. (laughs) Plus the accolades. It was pretty nice. Oh, you'll remember that forever. Forever and ever. How cool. Yeah. Well, the last thing I have for you is our game. Oh, boy. So we're going to play this or that. Okay. So I'm just going to read you questions, and you don't have to have any reason for what you pick. You're just going to pick one, and I'll give you the next one. Okay. Ready? (sighs) I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) In the arena or on the trail? Trail? Which is better in raining, the slides or the spins? Oh boy, I like the slides. Do you like to show like with the associations or do you like local shows? I, I like associations. Mm-hmm. So that's her speed. Mm-hmm. When you are brainstorming, are you a pen and paper type person or do you take it to the computer? I take it to the computer now. Nice. Do you like to paint people or landscapes better? Actually, I like. Flowers and fishies. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> love it. Um, do you create things off of reference or do you just create what comes to mind? So do you have like a side-by-side? Definitely or? referency. Mm-hmm. I like things to look correct. Love it. Love it. 
Are you a Photoshop or Illustrator? That one's both. Ooh. Right? <laughs> or InDesign, if you had to pick one. I can't. Oh. No, that one I will not. I refuse. <laughs> she needs them all. I need them all at all times. <laughs> I am. They are always open and always crossing. I love it. Yeah. And they Sorry. integrate so well. Yes, I love it. That's Obi. okay. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you, if you had to pick, would you rather only design for print or for digital for the rest of your career? Oh. That's really tough because I love print because when you're done, you're done. Sure. But then you're done. If you made yeah. a mess, right. you can't change it. It's a typo. There's something wrong. So digital has been kind of cool because you're like, whoops. Yeah. And you fix it immediately. Take it down, fix it, put it Take back it up. Take it down, fix it. But it's never the same. Once you've got that really cool design, then it's like, if, it's like a moment. Mm. And then it's gone. Yeah. It doesn't sit on your coffee table. It's true. So there's a bit of ego in print. Oh, man. We did it! Yay! That was so great! <laughs> Thanks again to our episode sponsor, Adequan IM. Learn more at www.adequan.com. Thanks for riding along. Know someone that would be great to interview? Have questions you'd like answered on the podcast? Send me an email at beyondthesaddlepodcast at gmail.com or join the conversation on social media. You can connect with us and learn more about the Beyond the Saddle podcast by following us on Facebook and Instagram at at Beyond the Saddle podcast. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Beyond the Saddle is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network. Hey, Beyond the Saddle fans. I just wanted to leave a note at the end of this episode to let you know that the audio for this episode was recorded the first week of March before the COVID-19 and coronavirus outbreak. So several of the events mentioned have been canceled or delayed or modified. So be sure to follow those events directly, go to their websites and social pages for the latest updates. Otherwise, be well. We hope that everything goes back to normal soon and we'll catch it in our next episode.